Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 258 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. You opened the box. We came. And we are your hosts with the post. Every week, Christian, myself, or a listener select a different topic, and then we find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic is chosen by a listener named Gavin for someone named Liam. Mm-hmm. Is Clive Barker. That's right. Uh, the famous host of The Price is Right uh, before being taken over by uh, no, no, Drew Carey. Uh, Christian, I hate to hate to correct you so early on in the show. You know I hate doing that. You do. Oh, yeah. You yeah, you don't beat You're talking off. about Bob Barker, mm-hmm. who yeah, is uh, still alive? No. Surely not. Surely cannot uh, be still alive. He's 99 years old. That's he disgusting. He's 100 in December. So we're rooting for him. For old Bobby. Uh, that's incredible. 99 years old. God damn. Oof, he looks like hell from this picture from five years ago. <laughs> Can't imagine what he looks like now. Uh, but no, we're not talking about Bobby Barker. We're talking about Clive Barker. That's right. Um, hmm. So who the fuck is Clive Barker? I'm so glad you asked. I went over to our pals at a uh, simple English Wikipedia Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the entry for Clive Barker. Clive Barker, born on the 5th of October, 1952, is an English author, movie director, and visual artist. He was born in Liverpool. He is openly gay. And that's it. That's the extent of uh... a... <laughs> that's, that's the most they got on him? That's what they got out of him. So does have a breakdown of his uh, filmography, his, uh, his mm-hmm. novels. He's mostly, he's best known for... Uh, writing uh short stories and uh horror novels uh about basically a clive barker story is like hey imagine there's a normal guy and now imagine the worst possible thing in the world could happen to him he's Uh, gay (laughs) no that's that's the twist in some of them is and and he's gay um yeah, yeah. I have been a fan of Clive Barker since uh, middle school when I read uh, the Books of Blood, which uh, way too early for that kind of stuff. But that includes the the novel, uh, The Hellbound Heart, which was the basis for Hellraiser, which is probably his most famously known. Um, what would that be? Franchise, I guess you'd call it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, Hellraiser is now. <clears throat> I feel like if this podcast came out in uh, 1998, this would be a great topic to talk about. But I feel like Clive Barker has not been relevant in quite some time. Uh, he's been a little <clears throat> off the map, I would say. Yeah, for, yeah. for lack of a better term. At one point, Hellraiser was like, you'd say, okay. So we, we briefly talked about um, horror hounds before the sure. uh, before the episode started. Um, your Freddy Kruegers. Sure. Right? Jason. Your Jason's. And then, of course, you got your Mike Myers. And Pinhead was always like, you know, in the schoolyard vernacular as far as talking about those sort of things. Pinhead was certainly top five, but not at the tip of everyone's tongues as far as no most exciting. But whenever I did see him pop up on TV or whatever, that old Pinhead fella, it would be, uh, okay, this guy's fucking awesome. I didn't get quite all the uh, BDSM shit about the whole thing, but 
<laughs> well, yeah, there's, yeah, I would say he's, uh, that the Cenobites in general are probably the, uh, most erotic, uh, yeah. uh, horror creatures out there, uh, up to this point, maybe. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely seemed, we, uh, seemed weird, scared the shit out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing, you know, the, the, the movie box for Hellraiser three or whatever, uh, at like, uh, the movie rental place and just absolutely being so scared shitless to even look at it, uh, because there's just a guy with fucking pins in his face and chains and whatever Yeah, it is a, I'll tell you what, it's a rocking good movie. The first two movies are excellent. Uh, the mm. other seven of them or something. Um, not, not so good. Not yeah. so good. They kind of, I... yeah. I remember renting, I want to say it was Hellraiser 2, but it could be 3 or 4, who the fuck knows, from like Blockbuster when I was like 14 or something like that. And I distinctly remember thinking that it sucked ass. (laughs) Um, And when a time when I didn't, I didn't hate a lot of movies, you know, every movie was the best, almost all it, everything went onto your favorite movies list. Uh, almost any movie yeah. you saw yeah uh except for hellraiser 2 uh that's a fun one they, yeah mm-hmm. there's there's definitely uh he clive barker has a lot of films in his filmography and i'd say probably the first two hellraisers are the only two good ones unfortunately so <laughs> but what can you do? yeah yeah there was like it was like a there was a a, a lady protagonist yes and, uh, it felt very cheap so i just remember that that's literally the only things I remember is just there's a lady here. Yeah, she was a bad guy. Someone, yeah, Pinhead, up to his old tricks. Uh, he also is like the good guy in that one too. So that's kind of weird. You don't love Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. you don't love seeing that. So yeah, that's odd. But well, anyways, anyway, enough. <laughs> but our our uh, fuzzy memories about uh, <laughs> movies that we saw forty five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, he also did. Uh, what else he did? He's done uh, Nightbreed is one of his most mm-hmm. famous. Oh, Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, that was uh, based one. on one of his short stories. It's Rawhead Rex. Um, uh, Lord of Illusions. There's quite a few uh, Clive Barker movies out there in the ether. Uh, and also uh, stuff like Midnight Meat Train that was based off of one of his short stories. So uh, mm, there's, remake um, to uh, Hellraiser, of course. Why not? There's a, what the fuck's it called? Rawhead Rex. Yeah, that was a, I had, that's a, that was a traumatic <laughs> experience from my childhood where uh, my, my babysitter's husband would come home from his, uh, his overnight work shift at a factory uh, and then he would put on uh, horror movies in like the main living room area while all the kids were there. Uh, and I remember seeing a woman uh, get eviscerated by the rawhead Rex monster when I was like six. And uh, that stuck with me for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, that is a, uh, uh, they just don't make movies like that anymore. They don't make they... movies about a big, a big scary monster that just, rips ladies apart while her tits are flying around so and soon they just won't make movies anymore which i'm looking forward to personally we can just no nope, they're just gonna thing. yep we're just gonna have a thousand streaming series about uh i don't know baby yoda so 
uh, look forward to Baby Yoda's Big Adventure uh, mm-hmm. coming soon to Disney Plus, <laughs> directed by. Uh, I was going to make a joke and say John Favreau, but he actually was the one that directed all those gay ass shows. So. It'll be directed by uh, an algorithm. <laughs> it'll be zero human interaction at any point in the process. So it'll be just as good as the bullshit that's pumped out now by Holly Weird, huh? Anyway, so uh yeah, we we have a uh, Gavin to thank. Again, two weeks in yeah, a row for two this. weeks in a row. Unprecedented. An incredible momentous moment in uh RTP lore and history. Gavin chose a topic two weeks in a row. Last week was something. Yep. No doubt about it. And uh this week is Clive something, Barker. Something else. <laughs> I almost said, wait, was it again? <laughs> oh, Bob oh, Barker. <laughs> That's right. Now, um, <clears throat> why did Gavin choose this episode topic? I believe this was another gift for another friend, Liam, who Gavin said, we run a horror company together. Don't know what that means. Mm. And his favorite author, horror author, is Clive Barker. I'm sure there will be some people wanting to fuck a Cenobite somewhere. And I'd like to make an edit to the last episode. We were making fun of these guys for being English uh, last mm-hmm. episode and taking lawyers and stuff. Turns out they're Welsh, uh, which my understanding personally is that, that pro- pro- I think it's like uh, the worst kind of the lower mm. kind of English, <laughs> but he did say that we were right, that they do take lorries sometimes. So, uh, so we yeah. were right about that, but thanks again to Gavin for perching this topic over at report this Uh, you can do the same smash that buy topic button. You send an email over, we get you on the schedule or you become a patron at patreoncom slash report this post join at the mod level for $10 a month. Stay a patron for three months. You get to pick a topic or join at the admin level at $25 a month and you get to pick an episode topic after two months. You also get full episodes and bonus episodes every week. We've been doing some new stuff uh, to the surprise of everyone involved with the show. Yep. Um, every, literally everyone. <laughs> so check it out. Listener and host alike. <laughs> Patreon.com slash report this post. Yeah, we just started this uh, trivia uh, thing called Trivial Pursuit where... Uh, Christian or I, I don't, I don't know. We we don't even know what we're doing. Like I just I googled just, trivia and then like question. And then Christian you're like, uh, hey, we we're gonna do this. Minutes doing that. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. People enjoyed it. There was no negative comments at all about it. In fact, who could say anything bad? But thanks to Gavin uh, for being Welsh and owning a horror company. Yeah, I don't know if that means that the uh whatever. You know <laughs> what? Know what that could mean. You know what? And I'm not gonna speculate. Good luck, boys, on your business venture. Folks, Google uh Gavin Welsh horror. He'll come up with some like murder from nineteen forty yeah. about somebody got like eviscerated on the moors or whatever. <laughs> whatever dumb bog bullshit they got going on over there. Literally don't know a thing about uh, Wales except Catherine Zeta-Jones is from there. Uh, when we love her in uh, Entrapment, don't we, folks? Yep, but we'll talk about Entrapment in our Entrapment episode. <laughs> we um, did. A- Sean Connery, there's a topic. Okay. Add that up on to the 50th way. anniversary of that movie. <laughs> At some point, no doubt. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, hey, thanks to Gavin. Cheers to Liam, I say. For you enjoying Clive <laughs> Barker. Hmm. Yeah, I believe I described Clive Barker as a gay Stephen King in last last, last week's episode. Is that correct? Yeah, that is Something correct. Something like that. So I the more research I did for this episode, the more I found that to be a hundred percent correct. So yeah. I personally like Clive Barker. I'll I'll lend you my books of blood at some point. You can go ahead and read through them and then say, wow, that uh every single story is about uh gay guys sucking and fucking. So as if I don't already have enough surfaces in my house collecting <laughs> dust, you're gonna give me more of them. Appreciate it. Now we including can... things that you've given me now that I think okay, about yeah, it. Okay, yeah, I do. There's some Book stuff I need returned. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking uh-uh. of why don't we just go ahead and kick off some posts here? <laughs> First one here is from Reddit. Today I learned that author Clive Barker supported himself early in his career by occasionally working as a male prostitute for rich and secretive clients. The experience inspired him to write The Hellbound Heart, which was later adapted into the film Hellraiser. Wow, really interesting. Virotechnica commented, I did it too, for two years. I probably gave the best head for a totally straight dude. I mm. hated those motherfuckers and had no respect for them. Always trying not to pay me or pay less or skip out and not pay at all. By the end, I was so jaded that I just took the money up front and walked away. I'm six, five and a half and 220 pounds. Mm. And now deleted user replied and uh, quotes. I probably give the best head. Okay. For a totally straight dude. Hmm. I think you and I have different definitions <laughs> of being totally straight. Yeah, And uh, I went to look further in this Virotechnica account, uh, but unfortunately his account has since been suspended. So can only imagine what's going mm. on over there. Yeah. You know, feel free to argue somewhere on the straight spectrum or kind of straight, totally straight. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, not getting sucked off by a fella. That's not. <laughs> I'm the totally straightest. Straight. I'm the straightest guy at the dick sucking rodeo. Let me tell you, <laughs> no one's. I am. No one could possibly get their dick sucked in a By straighter a straight way than step, I do. But a straighter guy, you want your. <laughs> you find a straighter guy sucking dick than me, and then we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> There's no no straighter dick sucker in the West than me, buddy. I'm just wondering if this guy's just searching for like sucking dick for to make ends meet, and he's like. He's like, I don't know who this uh, Clive fag is, but uh, I did it too. And I'm straight as hell. Okay, cool. Yeah. Couldn't be straighter. Even if I tried, I couldn't be as straight as I am. God damn. 6'5 <clears throat> and 220. Oh, great. Bad. Cool. Yeah, so he's just going to beat the shit out of He's going to suck a guy's dick and then beat the hell out of him when he doesn't give him his money. Well, that, that for some fellows, that's adds to the experience. No doubt about it. Well, hey, good for Clive for that uh, uh, early, early way to help his career. Yeah, I'm sure that won't come back and haunt him in any sort of way. Of, that's uh, that's fortunate, folks. Not bad for a, a liver puddlian. A writer like him, wait, <laughs> liver puddly, and that's that sounds insulting, but that's how they say that they're from Liverpool. So we got who? We got the Beatles, uh, 
Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Those are your big ones. That's those the Fab Five. That's what they call mm-hmm. those all those guys collectively. Hey, this was posted on our Hellraiser over there on Reddit. Like many authors, Clive Barker cut his teeth writing erotica. And in the 1980s, a certain phrase became gospel. Sex sells. But this is in the 1980s, and a lot's changed since then. Namely, what we find acceptable, what we find unacceptable, and what we find taboo. Today, at least in the U.S., and for pretty much anyone born after 1980, 99% of things considered sexual taboos in the 20th century are completely vanilla. I'd argue that now, especially for younger people, sex isn't actually that exciting anymore. Which isn't to say it doesn't still sell, but that there's nothing actually subversive or transgressive about it anymore. Unless you're pretty conservative, there's nothing shocking or strange or even at all that titillating about any combination of consenting adults doing whatever. <laughs> In fact, I gotta know that there's only one taboo left, incest. Mm-hmm. And that's become so prevalent that it's basically a joke on America's most erotic show, Game of Thrones, and has become a meme in modern <laughs> pornography. America's most erotic. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and right here is where I think we have to address the kink at the heart of Hellraiser. BDSM. Is that still exciting and subversive? Of course not. The Fifty Shades series has been selling it in Happy Meals to middle-aged churchwives for decades. So what's my point with all this? Well, it's a common criticism that the new Hellraiser is vanilla on the sex. A movie that opens with a gay prostitute walking through a demonic orgy and takes place mostly in a fuck dungeon. And they're right. It's not trying to be as erotic as the original, but when I watch the original, the erotic scenes feel extremely hokey and quaint. Frank in the rain, Julia in the greased lens. The only thing that's even remotely scandalous is that she's fucking her husband's brother, which probably still isn't incesty enough for the most normie modern audiences. And really, cheating isn't seen as exciting anymore. Just a really shitty thing to do to someone who trusts you. In summary, this isn't the 1980s when boomer parents rented erotic thrillers from the video store for a taste of quasi-pornographic taboos. This is the 2020s, when all sex is vanilla. The last big sexual event was when half of Hollywood's female actors' nude photos leaked. Since then, Queen of the Normies Kim Kardashian tried to break the internet by posting photos of her weird Frankenstein body online, (laughs) as though her whole career didn't begin with her releasing a porno. It's tired, it's lame, it's cliche, and completely drained all excitement. Sex is completely normal and safe now, and the only perceivable alternatives are either sexual assault or incest. Jesus Christ. So if you want to make a Hellraiser movie about sexual taboos, I feel like you need to set it somewhere that sex is still repressed, like Iran or Alabama. (laughs) Because it'll always sell, but it doesn't sell like it used to. And the uh, most upvoted comment was this. This seems like a really biased and anecdotal take trying to rant about a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah, I I gotta say, like... Which can apply to almost every rant on Reddit, sh- to be fair. For, to be fair. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of effort put into this about how a movie made uh, 45 years ago mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't have the, the pizzazz that... Uh, Oof. Uh, also, I mean... I don't know, man. I think the whole skinless demons from hell thing that rip you apart with chains. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's kind of the driving force uh, beyond the eroticism of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, I think I, I actually watched Hellraiser maybe like seven years ago or something like that. Let's say mm-hmm. for like the first time, really sitting watching the whole thing through. And uh, it was so horrifically violent and gross. Sure. It's not like a, 
I wasn't like, well, there's there's tits. I don't care about tits anymore. It's like, no, <laughs> the, what's titillating was the unbelievable, crazy, horrific violence that's uh, not not that normalized yet. So, yeah, yeah, it was still uh, it hit me now. Maybe now, maybe since uh, Kim Kardashian broke the internet, I wouldn't care as much anymore. This guy's references are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, posting about a movie that came out 900 years ago uh, mm-hmm. and also using uh, Kim Kardashian as your your touchstone for uh, hot co- to- hot mm-hmm. goss. <laughs> Literally, what year was her doing that? That's 2006? I was going to say 14. That was I like this. You know what? I don't know. That was the same time as that. Uh, that too many cooks thing that came out on Adult Swim. No way. Yeah, it was like the exact. It was like a week apart from one another because then there was like a bunch of memes of that, and uh, I think that's when I started to slowly uh, drift away from wanting anything to do online. Uh, but yet I'm still still kicking, still doing it. So, wow, god damn, you're right. 2014 both of them jesus christ i would have thought those were 10 years apart no fuck hey it's okay 2019 was only two years ago right so nope i'll continue thinking that until i die so yeah which will mean about two years (laughs) fingers crossed here we go hey speaking of the uh reboot that we're talking about uh hellraiser earlier at the beginning of the show hulo Hulu, the, Hulu? Uh, Hulu, the uh the TV arm of Disney Productions made a reboot of the Hellraiser franchise uh last year, right around Halloween time. It's pretty good. I personally recommend it. Check it out if you're a fan of the series. Not everyone mm-hmm. felt the same way though. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation under a post about the new movie that was over on Facebook. A guy said, Stupid idea. You want a female villain, just write an original story. We all remember what happened to Ghostbusters when they casted women. Brother, do we ever. Another fellow replied, you know, Pinhead was originally a girl in the book, right? To which the OP said, you mean like the original story? Try again there, buddy. And uh, the other fellow said, "Um, that's the main idea with a remake. So. Very good. I don't. What are these assholes even talking about at this point? Just the fact that the gal's a lady. The main mm-hmm. character is a lady now. Pinhead's a lady. She was a lady in the book, or it was a lady in the book. And now uh, this guy says, we need less women in movies. You want to do wow. your own thing. Can't yep. disagree with that. Keep them out, folks. We got too many, too many broads making movies. What's their problem? Uh, uh, they're on their freaking period. Great point. That is a fantastic point. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Glad that was brought up. I've yet to get around to that 2016 Ghostbusters. You know, and that's by your favorite uh, director, Paul Feig. So, yeah. The mastermind uh, you know, behind uh, Bridesmaids. Your that's favorite right. Film. That's right. Um, I've seen some clips of the, uh, the Ghostbusters. He would he would let those gals just riff for like ten minutes at a time, and it's some of the worst comedy I've ever seen in my life. So probably not going to get around to the actual movie anytime soon. 
Yeah, it killed uh it killed Ivan Reitman, I think. So was he already dead when that came out? I can't remember. Uh, It'd be funny if this if somebody was like, Yeah, this killed this killed him. Ivan Reitman. Uh no, he died several years after that. Okay. So it did kill him then. We can say that. I guess you can technically say the movie happened and then he died. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it killed him, right? Okay. Uh, uh, and at some point, Anna Ferris accused him of being abusive to her, and then he died shortly after that. Hmm. Coincidence? Great. Uh, I found this thread posted on incels.is mm. about the new Hellraiser series. You gotta be shitting me. Pinhead is a woman now. Mm-hmm. User Mikoha said, we are living inside of a big fat vagina. <laughs> Brother, I wish. Uh, but user Weird Q responded to the OP with, it's a tranny, actually. Men glorify and worship women while being ashamed of themselves and troubled by the harsh, misandrous environment they're in, which forces them to transition to female. Hmm. Uh, the Dark Enigma added, Jesus, what's the point of making the character a woman if you're going to make it a tranny? Feminists shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> so, some pretty interesting discussion going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it. I guess that's something. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, I does. <laughs> I think like somebody's like, I'm being cast in this film, but uh, the in order to play this character, I have to transition. It'd be like if Dustin Hoffman was like, he got cast in Toots, and he's like, well, uh, that's it. I'm no longer <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was you know that was Robin Williams ultimately, you know. After Mrs. Doubtfire, it's part of the reason why he took his own life was all the trauma associated with transitioning. It all makes sense now, doesn't it? I think you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtfire sounds like a Cenobite, huh? Not and so- in some ways, <laughs> some ways she was. <laughs> Five Barker's <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh boy, I would watch the living hell out of that. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna have to workshop Clive Barker and just <laughs> put him in front of other different things. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. Hey, speaking of that remake, a thread got started about it over on Data Lounge, the site for gay guys to post anonymously. Mm. Actress Jamie Clayton has taken over from the legendary Doug Bradley as the lead Cenobite. I just read the actress is trans who is playing Pinhead. I read the article above and Barker based a lot of the themes in Hellraiser on his time as a male escort. I didn't know that much about him. Very interesting. And on number two replied, Clive Barker has no connection to this film. No, I know he had no input in the Candyman remake wokery. I don't know if Barker is woke, though. He could be. (laughs) He's an older white gay male. To which Anon three responded, are you slow? 
The original Candyman was about a black man murdered for an affair with a white woman and a grad student investigating deaths and an urban legend in a housing project. Racism and race were central to the story. It was woke before your mom was wiping your shitty little baby ass. Stop <laughs> using woke as a pejorative. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, and I think you might be stupid and don't understand what it means. Uh, Anon4 added this to the conversation. It's a bit on the nose to use a trans woman for representing where horrific body modifications and the pursuit of sexual pleasure and gratification can lead. Mm. But one cannot argue that is entirely it is not entirely unfitting. Personally, not interested. I was hot for male pinhead. Fair enough. That's a guy who's lays, lays all his cards out. <laughs> I want the guy with the needles in his face to fuck me. <laughs> Not some dumb bitch. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Uh, by the way, uh, legendary Doug Bradley. I mean, he did play Pinhead for like 25 years or something. Yeah. Does that make him legendary? Or does I... it just make the makeup artist legendary? <laughs> like, what did Bradley bring to the fucking role? Yeah, I don't know. Did I he do anything you know, else? I mean, what about uh, what about Robert England? You know, no. he... see that that character was entirely that there was an actual character there. Pinhead was just it was all makeup. Like even his, I don't think his voice was even his voice. Was it? Wasn't that like all fucking dubbed and everything? Well, it wasn't dubbed. It was all like lowered and stuff. So yeah, like come on. All right, we're gonna stop right here because we're gonna finish the rest of this episode over on Patreon.com/slash Report This Post. That's right. If you enjoyed this first twenty-ish to thirty-ish minutes of the episode, you'll be happy to know that there's about an hour extra of this one over there. Uh, on patreon.com slash report this post head over there and all you got to do is subscribe for five bucks a month you'll get every single full episode with dozens of more posts a month plus an additional bonus episode every single week unbelievable this is literally millions of posts that we read on the air uh, every single month possibly billions i have not counted in fact i can't count i'm actually illiterate as well but irregardless patreon.com slash report this post and we'll see you over there and god bless <laughs>